Before we get started today, I wanted to let you in on a little something I've been working on over the past five or six months. For parents of teenagers, there's a lot of pressure and confusion around getting them ready for life beyond high school, whether that's college or something else. So many options to consider, so much to know about college prep and admissions, and crucial development that needs to happen in students' lives during this time. Well, it would be fantastic if every parent could hire a one-on-one consultant or counselor to walk them through the junior high and high school years, but that's just not financially viable for most people. So I'm putting together digital courses designed to walk you through everything I think you need to know. I spent 10 years in academic advising at two different universities, and that experience gave me a lot of insight into how parents navigate the teen years well and some of the pitfalls they may encounter. These digital courses are designed to pass on that experience to you in an affordable, go-at-your-own-pace format that you can go back to over and over again as you reach new milestones. They are still in the works, but if it's something you're interested in learning more about when they're ready to go, the best thing you can do is join my email list. I'll put the link in the show notes below so that you can do that easily. And if there's anything you really like for me to cover in these courses, please feel free to let me know. Your questions help me stay relevant. So that's the big news. So excited to share it with you today. But let's get to the episode. You're listening to the Strategic College and Career Planning Podcast. As a parent of a high schooler, you are the perfect person to prepare and guide him or her through decisions about college selection, taking college credit in high school, deciding on a major, and actually thriving in the post-high school experience. But in my experience working in higher education, I found too many parents and students are overwhelmed by their options, confused about how to achieve their goals, and lack hope for their future. My name is Leah Smith, and I'm bound and determined to enable young people to find and achieve their calling and help high school families make wise decisions in pursuit of their educational, vocational, and financial goals. Through bite-sized episodes covering a wide variety of college and career topics, we'll cut through the mystery and set you up to make great decisions. Welcome to the podcast. setting, I completely lost track of how many parents said things to me like, I don't know what I'm doing. The college process is so complicated. This isn't at all like it was when I was applying for college. And honestly, I got fed up with hearing it. Uh, This is why I decided to try doing something about it through this podcast and my personal consulting business. I hope this doesn't get discouraging for you, but similar to the way we approached last week's episode, we're going to talk about the why behind this and not so much the solutions. The solutions will come later, but I really feel like it's important to lay a foundation and establish why is there a problem here. My hope is that if you're currently feeling a bit alone in this or that somehow this is your problem, it will be really encouraging to you. You're definitely not alone and it's not you, it's the system. So many more students are earning so much more college credit in high school. This is the first thing that makes college planning, preparation, and admission more complicated. 
It provides great opportunities for students when they do this, but it also adds to the complexity of researching colleges, majors, and making decisions about those things. I graduated from high school in 2004, so I guess we're getting close to 20 years ago. And in the last 20 years, the amount of students who are taking college credit in high school has increased substantially. Students are intentionally trying to graduate early now, and from my perspective, a lot of them are doing it for financial reasons. Makes a whole lot of sense if you can save a year of tuition. That's a really big deal for a lot of families. Or they know, let's say they know they want to be a doctor and they have 12 years of school in front of them. Well, if they can knock off a year or two, that can help that 12 years feel a little bit more manageable and not quite as overwhelming and, and uh, not quite as much of a commitment. Again, these classes can be a huge opportunity for students and can be such a game changer for some families. So I'm not saying that AP, IB, dual credit, I'm not going to say that those are bad things at all. However, I think an unintended consequence of these classes is that students and parents feel pressure to take them and feel behind if they don't. In recent years, working in an advising setting with incoming freshmen, I would ask them just to confirm, have you taken any AP classes or have you done any dual credit? And sadly, a lot of the students who hadn't would look at me really sheepishly and a little bit embarrassed and try to make an excuse for why they hadn't done dual credit or AP credit. And a lot of times this is something like, oh, my school just didn't offer that. Well, I don't care. In fact, in my opinion as an advisor, it can make the college experience a little bit easier, at least for the advisor, it can make it easier if the student doesn't have dual credit, AP credit, etc. coming in. It was just so interesting to me to watch the student's reaction, watch their face as they had to explain that they didn't have college credit. And it really makes me wonder Man, in the last 20 years, how did this happen where most students are feeling so much pressure to take college credit while they're in high school that they're embarrassed if they don't? It used to be no one was expecting to come into college with college credit. They hadn't started college yet, so why would they have college credit? So again, I don't think it's a bad thing, but I do think it's a very interesting cultural experiment that we're in right now. The expectations for students entering college are just changing a little bit. But let's say your student is in a high school that offers AP, IB, dual credit, and they've taken advantage of those classes. Let's say they've done really well in those classes and they intend to bring in that credit to college. Well, now you have the extra layer of complexity because you need to know are those credits going to transfer to the college they want to go to? If they are, how will they transfer? Are they going to be helpful for my student's major or will they not be helpful? Do I want my student to graduate early or would it be better if they uh, took it really slow or, or did a semester abroad or uh, pursued a double major? There's just so many options, which again, I think that goes back to my point. The options are not bad. It's just making things more complex. And it's giving students one more way to compare themselves to their peers. So 
wow, you're bringing in a whole semester of college credit or wow, you're going to graduate a whole year early. That's really cool. I didn't get that opportunity or I maybe I didn't do as well. So some students feel behind and some students feel really good about themselves. And we know that people, not just college students, but people in general will always find way to compare ourselves with each other so that we can feel good in the ways that we are better than our peers and feel insecure in the ways that we don't measure up. I just think that this has created a really interesting scenario in which students can automatically feel behind as soon as they step foot on a college campus. Now to make things even more interesting, it seems to me working in a university setting, so kind of looking at high schools from an outside perspective, it seems to me like high schools have been pretty quick to jump on board with this, pretty quick to offer AP, IB, pretty quick to partner with schools to do dual credit. But colleges have been slow to adapt. So this disconnect adds uh, yet another layer of complexity as you as the parent are helping your student apply for school, choose what dual credit or AP credit classes to take, plan on a major, potentially plan to graduate early. If a college hasn't adjusted their policies or their requirements to accept AP credit or IB credit or dual credit or to make that process of bringing it into the university easy and smooth, then you're going to run into problems. Now, I think it's a lot better today than it was five years ago or 10 years ago. I think most colleges have learned to adapt and adjust and accept this credit, but it will be helpful for you as a parent to know that Number one, if your student is bringing in college credit to a university, that automatically makes it harder for an academic advisor to advise them. Now, this is not your problem. This is their problem. And if they are good at their job and if they are willing to serve your student, then they'll put in the effort necessary to make it work for your student, at least within the scope of the policies of that university. But I think it would just be helpful for you to know as you're going into it that say your student is bringing in 30 credits of college credit that is going to make it a hard that's going to make that advisor's job harder and again that's not your fault that's not the student's fault but i always like to know if i'm going to cause problems for somebody and especially if the university doesn't have policies and procedures that are set up to make the process of bringing in that credit smooth, then a lot of the weight of making it work falls on the shoulders of the advisor and could potentially fall on your shoulders as the parent to ensure that it happens accurately. All right, next point. College tuition is just getting more and more and more expensive and parents and students are getting more and more wary of taking out huge amounts of student debt which I feel like is very appropriate and it needs to be a very 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 careful decision that you and your student make uh, whether or not to take out any student loans. It's leading to the question is college even worth it which is a very 
appropriate question to ask, especially if students are going into a degree that leads to a career field that's not a super high paying career field. So education is a great example of this. You have a student who's paying $60,000 in tuition every year planning on going into a job that will pay about $60,000 a year, the very appropriate question is, is it worth it for this student to go to this school to make this much money, especially if they're going to be taking out student loans? How long is it going to take them to pay off those loans if they know that the cap on their salary is going to be fairly low? So good questions to ask. Obviously, that really, the answer to that question really depends on the student and the family. There's no way that I could address that and try to answer that question through a podcast. But I do feel like we need to give a little bit more credibility and attention to technical and career schools that will allow a student to graduate quicker for less tuition money and enter a career field that actually can be pretty high paying, especially for very hands-on students. And and not to stereotype, but I have worked with quite a few young men who don't thrive in a traditional college environment because it's just not hands-on enough, and they probably would be a lot better suited for a technical career. But unfortunately, our society still has a little bit of a negative connotation when it comes to technical and career schools. We just don't value them as highly as a four-year college or university. Those blue-collar jobs, we just don't value as highly. But in reality, if you think about a plumber, for instance, that will always be a needed profession. And the wage in light of the cost and the time commitment of the education it takes to become a plumber is pretty good. So not saying the plumber is right for everybody, but I do think we really need to be broadening our horizons a little bit and give technical and career schools uh, a bit more honor than we have in the past. Same for students who don't go to college at all. There are plenty of professions out there that don't require a college degree and could be worth it for your student. Now, I do think the bottom line to answer this question really depends on what your goals are for college. If your goal is simply for your student to get a degree so that they can get a job, then They don't need to go to some prestigious or swanky private university. That doesn't need to be their experience. However, if you're looking at college as more of a developmental experience where they're getting more well-rounded and experiencing growth as a whole person, then college might be the right fit for them and it might be something, a rigorous, prestigious private, whatever it looks like for you and your student, it might be worth a little bit more money so that they get a more well-rounded experience. Now, the next point I want to make is modern technology has completely changed the search and application process. We're not going to harp on this very long because it's pretty obvious, but you think about what's happened in the past the past 20 years, but especially if we start looking at the past 30 or 40 years, the way 
that technology has changed the process is just dramatic. And even since I went to college, we've now started using the common application. And then there's a couple others that function the same way where you essentially apply one place and it gets sent to multiple schools. That alone, it just changes everything. And a lot of those changes are great. They hopefully make the process a little bit more streamlined and not as time intensive, but at the same time, it's just different. It's different for your student than it was for you, and that makes it more complicated and a little bit harder to lead them through. And finally, the increase in mental ill health among teenagers creates an additional difficulty and consideration for everyone involved. And this I see most practically when we're talking about school counselors. So you need to know that I was homeschooled and my understanding of school counselors is only from the outside looking in. I did not have a school counselor and I've never worked in a high school environment, so I'm speaking, I feel like I'm speaking a little bit outside of my area of expertise, but this is what I think is happening. School counselors are spending so much time trying to support and maintain the well-being of their students that they don't have as much time and capacity to help their students through the college search and application process. So that means that if students are going to get the help that they need, they're turning to independent consultants like myself, their parents, or they're just trying to do it on their own. This isn't supposed to be a knock on high school counselors at all. I think most of them are doing the very, very best that they can with a really difficult job. I think what it has changed is that we can't assume that they're going to be quite as involved or quite as helpful in the college search application and admission process as they might have been 10, 20, 30 years ago. Another issue that's a little bit more student-specific is if they are struggling with mental ill health, that really undermines their ability to dream and plan for the future. So this kind of goes back to what we discussed in the previous episode. Please be aware of whether or not this is the right time for your student to start college. For some of them, it can be such a great opportunity to get out of the environment that they're currently in into something new and that can help them to get into a healthier place. But for a lot of those students, if they are really struggling and they're just trying to keep their head above water, asking them to make big decisions about their future, to plan for their future is not quite fair, not setting them up for success. So just like I said last week, it's better to wait than to push forward too much too soon and have your student fail. Well, on that note, fortunately, nothing we've talked about creates an insurmountable problem. And once you learn the higher education system, you can make it work for you and your student. But if you do not want to navigate this alone, you don't have to. I would love to work with you and your student individually. Please feel free to reach out if any of this feels a little bit more confusing or more daunting than you would like. I'm happy to walk through the process with you. I so firmly believe that there is a great opportunity for every student out there. It just takes a little bit of time and a little bit of research to figure out what that is. 
Thanks so much for listening today. Please be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode and leave a kind rating and review so more families find this information and encouragement. I hope you found this episode helpful. Just wanted to let you know that we can make much more progress through personal coaching. Please check out my website at callingandcollegiateconsulting.com to continue the conversation and learn more about coaching opportunities for you and your child. I'll be sure to include a link to my website in the show notes below. So much is possible for your student, but very little just happens. I'm excited to help you strategically plan for their future.